Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode number 25. I am your host, Skids, and with me is Gucci. I am here. Let's go. And we've got Yard Sale in the house. Hola. All right. No fence post. Is your music? I hear music. Is that Scott? Scott Graham playing music in his new car? <laughs> paints and boots and paints and boots and paints. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we're recording. I'm, I just want to put this out there. Yeah? You excited? I am. Episode 25. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We're like a quarter of a century? Quarter? I don't know. <laughs> mm. eh. Two and a half mm. decades? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, Poor Mike. He he feels like we've been doing this for like ages. He's already aging. He's ready to yeah. call triple A. That orange is turning gray. It's not a good thing. <laughs> no. It's great that it's Friday mm. before yeah. the weekend. Actually record on a Friday for change. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was because we didn't record on Fridays because Mike, you know, he likes to get sauced on Fridays. <laughs> sauced. <laughs> So we always do no. Thursdays. Is we that don't, right? We don't. Uh, we don't record on Fridays because happy wife, happy life. So. Oh, gotcha. Well, mm. Me and Kevin have been married for a while, so we forgot all about that. Well, I, <laughs> listen, it's only it's it's only gonna last. It's like every miracle lasts only three days. She's yeah. like, so, so so what you're saying is, is I can have three hours to myself? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I mean, dude, it's like. The door slams shut by itself. Like, poof, yeah. she's out. Yeah. Kevin pops his head out. Told you don't bother me when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She's put curtains on my doors. Like, so, so she doesn't have to look at the mess in here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you had, a, you had a good point, Kevin, that pretty much your that room is like your office, your hobby room. Oh, yeah. It's all it, purpose. It, it's like like a jailhouse, like a jail cell for you. <laughs> but it's good because it's you could you know you could sim right. <laughs> Starting to smell like man up in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, smells like smells like beef jerky and tube socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no, it's great. I'm glad that I'm here with you guys. You know, just you know talking stuff, talking helly. It's yeah. it's awesome. Scott had a, a thing going on tonight, so he could not join us, but that's okay. Everybody needs a break every now and again, except this guy. I don't, I don't get breaks, you know. Well, okay. it's not like you have something to do, like, you know, smoking <laughs> some butt, right? I, you know, so, well, I was going to lead into that, but, you know, since Let's you brought it, it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I went uh picked up some, I like some butts and I cannot lie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No, we uh, Sunday we're gonna have a little gathering at the field, and um, some North Carolina people are coming down. Got Brandon Cooper coming up from Savannah, Thomas Mabry, he's coming too, and got some local peeps here. Uh, got Chris Nutt who is going to show up, and Anthony Verma, dude's gonna he's climbing out of his hole to come come play helicopters with us. Really? Yeah. Man, he's gonna be able to fly in front of you. 
Is it is he gonna wuss out like he used to, or do you think he's he's on top of his game now? I don't know. I, apparently, he's been doing a lot of fishing here lately, so I don't know. <laughs> Does that mean he's putting helicopters on the bottom of the lake next to his house? <laughs> he could be <laughs> or next to Chris's. Chris's is in the lake too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now gosh. Anthony's awesome. We go long. I mean, way back, twenty thirteen, probably. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, quite a few years. Yep. So, yeah, so they're going to come out. I, uh, but you know, since everybody's coming to our field here, I, I sort of take it upon myself to make sure that there's food. So, uh, yeah, smoked a couple butts today. And, um, I think Eric Shoe's just coming for the food. I don't think he's coming for me at all. I think it's just <laughs> the food. If I had pulled pork and like peanut butter Oreos, I mean, pff, that guy would follow me everywhere so yeah that's awesome no, that's, that's awesome yeah so pretty excited so what's new with you mike you got anything new uh not really i sold a helicopter oh nice yeah i no longer own any small helicopters mm. oh i take that back i do have a oxy three that mitch booth gave me oh, nice. uh in a bag so <laughs> story time what happened to that uh i think it took a, i think he went fishing oh. <laughs> he went fishing dan knows more about the story but so i think he was trying to chase like geese or something with it because <laughs> you know he's got like a, a pond in front of his house and let's just say that the helicopter never make it back to solid ground mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I got it wow. now. It's in a bag. So yeah, definitely thanks, Mitch, for the <laughs> bag of goodies. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I sold my Oxy 4 Max. I got rid of it. I haven't flown it in quite a while. It's just been hanging here. i kind of been in 700 mode, which is like mm-hmm. complete 180 from when we started this podcast. That's right. Uh, I was like anti-700 guy for you a little were, while. You were a salad shooter. Yes. Yes, and what's funny is when when we posted when I posted up the for sale thread of the Oxy Four Max, some guy was like, "Man, that canopy looks like it's uh, been through some salad tossing." <laughs> I think it was Brandon Cooper actually that probably that one. That's pretty funny. Uh, Got a pretty good laugh out of that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So no more small helis. Yeah. Well, you know, with this show, we cannot like we are really have to be like working on the truth and negotiation act which is you can't really hide stuff anymore because yeah. they know what we do with them week to week <laughs> right yeah well I, I put a disclaimer on there i was like it, it hasn't flown for a while so uh, i'm pricing it accordingly because i i don't know if it's 100 percent. visually it looks 100 percent. so i gave the guy a really good deal on it so that's awesome um yeah, other than that uh sunday went out and flew with dave and the guys at the field just been working on some some basic stuff trying to clean up some maneuvers that i've been that i have kind of dialed in just trying to clean them up make them you know perfect um just simple stuff like tiktok stuff like that trying to keep the same altitude the same stop position um and uh yeah just different stuff like that working on pyro flips trying to keep them tight and uh working on just the basic maneuver stuff. So, um, 
did spend a little bit of time rearranging my my hobby room over here. Just tried to reorganize some stuff. And pretty much it other than I've been spending a lot of time out on uh picked up a new hobby of mountain biking recently. I don't know if we mentioned that in the past, but yeah. Um yeah, kind of got a bug for that for a little while now. So me and Dana, we bought some mountain bikes and been out hitting some trails and stuff. So something to do with COVID going on, you know, you can yeah. keep yourself pretty, uh, pretty social distant right? on your bike, get out, get some exercise, enjoy the outside still. So it's been pretty fun. Nice. Very cool. Pretty fun. It's going to cost me a lot of money here pretty soon. I have a feeling. <laughs> I was going to say it's one more hobby. That's yeah. I just, your money. Yeah. I just uh, bought a bike and I'm already ready to go to the next stage. Yep, <laughs> yep. Like, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, well, so. you you know it's ready when you're doing like donuts with your bike in the uh, bean field. I right. think that's when we'll be like, oh, there it goes. Mike is going to buy a full suspension now. <laughs> yep, he's salad tossing the hardtail. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. It's been pretty slow around here recently. Um, so not a whole lot going on. All right. Well, Gucci, what you got, buddy? Simple. I'm I'm uh, reducing my bullet points every week. I'm gonna go less, so I don't get any complaints from the uh, complaint department over here. All right. So I uh, not much flying, but I did get some flying in last weekend. I didn't go and visit uh, Mike's field, but I did get to uh, go out for about two or three hours on Saturday, and I went with one, you know, main priority to go out there and fly the black nitro. And start really kind of getting a good, I guess, feel of the helicopter. So I went out there, and once again, you know, because I think it's part of it, this uh, post-traumatic uh, stress disorder that I have from Mike always telling me the wires is not going to run. <laughs> so I went out there going like, oh, let's see, what, you know, what kind of problems I'm going to have today. And believe it or not, um, I did I think three or four flights total, but it it started no problem. And it was running like a champ, but I did make a change. So you remember, Mike, you and Todd and some others are like, man, why do you have that thing wound up to like so high? It was like almost 2100. Yeah. So um, that YS91 3DS, at, it, it, it's not that you can't fly, but it, it, it's outside the power band at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. So. What I did was I went to 1950 and that motor became purring like perfect. It's holding head speeds 10 times better. It doesn't bog as easy anymore and everything is like perfect. Yeah, that's at least OS wise anyways. I've noticed that th there's a happy spot RPM mm -hmm. range wise for me. Yeah. Um, and it's usually around that 1900 range. When you try to push yeah. above that with the nitro, it just doesn't it doesn't work out. You have to start regearing yeah. stuff at that point, you know. Well, yeah. So, but the but the 105, I've heard people running it over 2,000. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's it's doable when people are doing it. Um, yeah. you know, this is my personal thing. Well, I I think I, you're right though with the YS. I I've yeah. never heard people running YS motors over 2,000. Not saying that people don't, but yeah. I was always told 1960, 1980 is your pretty much your max on a YS yeah. 91. Right. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So, I, you know, and that's, I guess that's what I'm saying is that it's not that you can't run it is, you know, when you're doing a lot of cyclic collective type maneuvers, that 91 does not like over 2000, right? Not that you can't fly, you could fly. I mean, if you're just doing hovering and circuits, it's going to be fine, right? You can, you know, it's not going to have an issue. And, or if you're doing like big air, you might, you know, might be able to use momentum and so on and so forth to kind of get it through those big loops and stuff like that and not sound bad. But the moment you try to start flipping like on the deck or quick flips and collective to stop it or, you know, kind of fake it, fake the maneuver like you go in one direction or the other. It does not like that at high uh, head speed. So 1950 was like perfect. And it's it's one of those helicopters. And, it, you know, I'm not saying it's not, it's light. It feels light like the Protos that, you know, I flew uh, Pro, uh, Mike's Protos Nitro. But for me, I, it suits me and what I do. Right. And it's to the point where I've had, you know, about 10 flights now total, maybe a little bit more. And it's I'm starting to get comfortable with it and get closer to the ground with it. So it was awesome. You know, I'm glad I got out to fly and I'm glad that I finally I think I found um, my YS motor. <laughs> you know, you uh, yeah. yeah, like, you know, 96. And I'm not saying that it's not going to work fine with, you know, the uh, power tune conversion. It's just to me and the way I'm, you know, how good I am with tuning, that 91 3DS is my type of motor. There you go. So, got that, which was awesome. And just like Mike, you know, I decided to let go of my small heli. That fireball just did not get any flying done. What? Yeah. What? I never knew this story. Yeah. yeah. This is news to me, too. Yeah, so literally, like, I just thought about it yesterday, so I'm like, okay, I guess I need to put it on the groups, right, to sell it. But I was like, you know, I remember somebody at my club saying that he he used to have a Goblin 380, and he sold that to somebody else in the club, and he took a break from the hobby, and now he came back. So he got a bunch of airplanes, and I saw him post, like, a couple weeks ago, like, hey, I'm, I'm really thinking about a heli again. And so I just sent him a message. Like, hey, do you, you know, would you be interested? So I told him, I said, this is what I have. I have, you know, the a parts box with two extra motors, a bunch of stuff in there. So we were able, I think we reached a deal and he's just got to, you know, get the cash and we're going to make the transaction. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Nice. I'm just not flying it. Just like you, Mike. I'm like, why? I get it. It's not costing me any money, but I'm like, it's just sitting there. Right. right. And yeah. I have no inclination right now. I'm having too much fun with the nitros. I'm having too much fun with the bigger birds to really just keep it there, you know. And I do have that small oxy that I won at the event. So I'm like, if I really feel like it, I'll just build that small oxy, you know. So yeah, did uh, did that deal? Hopefully, we could wrap it up and get the cash for it. Of course, you know he's like, "Well, can you help me set it up?" So I'm like, "Sure." You know, like I'm, I don't mind doing that. I could show it to him flying too before we do any changes to it. You know, because it does have a neon. So just saying, when I put the icon on it, weird things might happen. And uh, the last thing I had was I got some more YS parts in. But now that I'm not really blowing the motors up, I guess they're just going to sit there collecting dust for just in case. Hey, whatever. 
Yep. So yeah, you know, that was a few of us got in on a big purchase from RC Japan since we were able to kind of get a bunch of stuff at once and it kind of worked out. So So that's it for me. It was simple week, weeks. Nothing crazy. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. What about K-Dog? Oh, K-Dog. Uh, my week was like <laughs> not even a strong one like one that's just resting. Oh, yeah that was like that was pretty sad man oh god so there you oh go. god close your legs <laughs> damn, damn Kevin <laughs> oh man uh no um so I did do some things uh the weekend after the last show uh, I got out that weekend and um, flew with Ben, Josh, uh, Chris Nutt, and Maynard. Uh, they uh, Those guys came out and uh, pulled about four flights on the 580. And uh, I'm loving that thing, man. It flies so good. And so um, that next week, I wanted to try and fly every day. <laughs> did not happen. Uh, but I did fly three of the five days during the week after work. And, um, it was, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. That thing just flies so good. Um, I do have, oh, I've got something to disclose. I got to eat my crow sandwich. Um, my sandwich. Uh, but (laughs) I was having issues with it, you know, overheating. Um, I I still am, believe it or not. (laughs) Uh, so I'm still kind of trying working through that. I have talked to Todd a little bit, talked to Yard Sale a little bit. Um, I've not made any changes yet, Yard Sale, but um, there we're we're gonna have to try and work through some things. But um, at any rate, mm-hmm. so to back up to eat my crow sandwich. Um, so we posted a video. Chris Nutt filmed me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, 1600, bro." Uh, you know, head speed, and um, it was not 1600 head speed. I no at the time I didn't really know that I had done wrong. Um, <laughs> and yard sale is in complete shock after a bunch of people questioned <laughs> you on that one. <laughs> well, no, newsflash, no, uh, no, I was wrong. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I I was you know convinced. I was like, well, I mean that's what the radio is saying, you know. And of course I had the telemetry hooked up and and whatever, and I had the gear ratio right. So I was like, surely this is correct. Um, not the case at all. Um, but, uh, so one of the three days that I got out after work, I invited Ben out and he came to the back of the hood here and, uh, flew with me and, and, and I flew, I think one flight, I think it, it did overheat where all of a sudden it was shutting down. And then when we flew it again, after it had time to cool off, and I wasn't really beating on it terribly, and uh, and it still was having a slight issue. However, um, I did that out of sequence. I'm sorry. So the first flight, it did something. You know, it overheated. Uh, then Ben, just out of just dumb luck, uh, he was like, "What? What do you have the pull count set to?" And I was like, "Well, it's ten. And you know, because usually, like with Scorpio motors, you know. Your 500 plus helis, like they're typically 10 pole motors, at least I think, anyways. And you know, the the smaller stuff typically has the eight pole, you know, whatever. Um, 
And of course, I think even the newer X Nova motors, like a lot of those are 10 pole. And this happens to be a motor that's like the first gen before the XTS line, way before the Lightning, obviously. And it is a eight pole motor. <laughs> so basically, uh, we found the problem. <laughs> so what what was the head speed that you thought was 1600? That I, I, I don't know. Um, mm. It was much more. I know that. I mean, it was yeah, easily like, over 2000. You know. Yeah, because you were saying it was 1600 and it sounded like you were getting ready to eject a tail blade. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well... It, that wasn't quite that bad, but yeah. No, I and so that's, I think, part of it for me. I was like, God, it seems so smooth. It doesn't feel like angry, like it's, you know, 2000 RPM to me. Like it didn't feel that right. Because like even like the Drake on 2000, like that's, it's pretty aggressive, you know? Mm-hmm. So being a 600, you know, I thought this just doesn't even sound like that to me at all. Anyway, so I was wrong. Um, It's not a 10 pole motor. It's an eight pole motor. So therefore, uh, we, we put it down to eight pole, flew it again. I was like, oh, I'm like, this is what 1600 is like. Okay. <laughs> and, and I started flying it at 1900 instead. And I like 1900. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's still, yeah, freaking, it's still freaking overheated on me. And uh, basically, it's doing mm. an over temp uh, thing, you know, beeping. And um, so... I may have to try and re-gear it, or uh, there were some things that Yard Sale and I were talking about that we might try um, and see if we can't nail that down. I would really hate for, you know, I'd hate to have to change ESCs. I would rather, you know, figure out what's wrong. No, you um, wouldn't. <laughs> uh, you, like, you like punishment. Mm-hmm. Well, I can be honest and say that I was shopping, um, you know, a different ESC with a guy this morning, actually, but uh, he doesn't want to break up his package of parts. He wants to leave it as a, a whole deal, and I'm trying very hard to convince him that, dude, you'll make a lot more if you break it up. <laughs> so I'm trying. What's to- his name? You want me to message him? <laughs> yeah. I'll start working him over. <laughs> uh, do, do you need me to contact him? Yeah, my contract specialist. I need him to get on the ball here. <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, well, me and Gucci will hit him up for separate parts out of that package. <laughs> and then we'll back, we'll back out after he sells you the ESC. <laughs> right. Oh, well, he does Lord. have a brain, so you want that for sure. Yeah, Ooh. there we go. What else does he have? <laughs> let's no, talk let's, after let's... the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah. So, but regardless, I mean, it, it's, it's such a, a fun helicopter. It's so smooth. Um, it was, uh, it reminds me of the Drake where it's just like straight out of the box. It's just good. And I am running 603s on it. And, uh, even at the lower head speed at 1900, I mean, I, it's lower, uh, lower than it was. Um, it's, it's just so good. I, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. That is 6S right now. Currently, uh, I do have a 12S, uh, 580 sitting here. I'm waiting for the, um, that spindle. The, or the secondary shaft to come in. Mine should be in Monday. So uh, hopefully I can finally button that guy up and get some pulls on it to see. Because Chris Nutt was just like, he's like, no, dude, you need 12S. He goes, the way you fly, he's like, you're going to want 12S. <laughs> and maybe he's right. I don't know. We'll see. But Maybe um, that's the fix, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I 
I I remember, and this is really sad to say because I I can't speak like firmly about this helicopter because even then I was wrong with that one too. Uh, when I had an E5 a long time ago, I had it on had it on 12s, and and at that time, of course, we didn't have all the fancy telemetry and whatever, but somehow we did have a way to see head speed, and I can't remember exactly what was going on, but later I learned that I was running it on 12S at like 2300 on uh, as a 600 E5. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that high. And then I put it down to 2150, and I was like, ugh, I don't really like this anymore. <laughs> so, but we've come a long way, and I do know that the 580 is a very light machine, so maybe it'll be better on, on 12S. I don't know but we're going to give it a whirl and see what happens. And, uh, of course, I will let you guys know. Um, but I did get the servos in for it. Uh, I'm waiting on the blades to come in, the 600 uh, blades, the 603s. Uh, this week, I did receive a ton of parts for my Black Thunder. And um, and it uh, is... For your what? Oh, Black Thunder. I get my okay, Black Thunder man. parts. Yes. Good and, catch, Gucci. Yeah. Good catch. I, I'm here. I'm here tonight. It's Friday. <laughs> I'm munching on a cookie, so I was I didn't catch oh, up. Jeez. This guy. <laughs> Gummy worm. Yeah, yeah, right? Start calling you Sour Patch. Um, so I do have parts. Um uh, it is built. Uh there's like one thing I need to do. There's a servo arm that I need to change. But beyond that, it's it's ready to go for Maiden. So pretty excited about that. Um I did get uh those new graphene packs in. I actually have two of them. So, uh, the is that for HRB, your setup? that's for the 6S. These are 5,000 packs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have the regular HRB as 12S for, you know, the other 580, but I, I, I know there's a lot of people using these batteries. So I'm kind of curious to know like what the, what the big, you know, hoopla is, right? Okay. And, um, they would, they did not come cheap. They were not Black Friday deals. <laughs> ouch yeah but that's the name of the game right sometimes you just gotta gotta go balls deep man you know? yeah you're you're a ball i mean first of all you you went to pick up one 580 and you left with two so <laughs> listen when you got money yeah. like that apparently just ball out you know that's right just do it up mm-hmm. so yeah i'll let you guys know how those are um maybe but caleb's been using them for over a year I know Fence Post, he uses them. Um, Mitch Morosa, of course, you know, he's using them, which I know that doesn't say a lot. I'm pulling, like, pro, pro pilot names. Yeah. But, um, uh, Dave Dave Karras uses them, too. Yeah. On his Oxy 5. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he likes them. 5,000? As far right? as I know, he likes them. Yeah. Uh, no, I think his are 33s. Oh, right. He's doing 12S. Yeah. Yep. On his Oxy, yep. How does he like it on 12S, though? Like, I mean, is it still pretty light? He, yeah, he likes that that helicopter, man. It, it it rips when he cranks that thing up, dude. It's it's pretty nasty. Okay, like we trust Dave, but we still like let's let's take two steps back, not eight <laughs> steps, right. like yeah. uh, like Leroy. But I take I, you know just because he sounds angry. <laughs> yeah, it gets it gets pretty gnarly, uh, <laughs> and he doesn't show it any mercy when he when he cranks it up, man. You better get your phone out because it's gonna be a good show. Well, that was kind of the reason why I went with the 12S also is because I wanted to have one that I could practice with and then one that I could just have it be a total ripper. And as a practice bird on 6S, 
Uh, Mike, you'd have been proud, man. Uh, I pirouetted an entire pack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I literally was doing pirouettes the entire time, just trying to work out some pirouettes. And I mean, if I did stop, I stopped maybe three or four times just to try and get it going in a different direction. And um, and what I mean by that is I was I was working on pirouetting uh, loops as well as pirouetting funnels as well well as you know just pure or pure flips. So, um, but awesome. yeah, one pack was just totally dedicated to to pure flipping. And um, yeah, did it, it's so good. Uh, you're gonna have to fly this thing. I know you just have to turn a blind eye to the labeling labeling on the side of it but you you got to well, I'll just I'll so wear good. a blindfold when I fly it that way I don't have to see it <laughs> perfect i think that would work out great can i, I guarantee call it's first? coming back in one piece yeah something so, like that yeah it's mm. so good man it flies awesome uh so speaking of 580s of course uh, i know we're going to talk about it later um Actually, you know what? We'll save that until Gucci gets to the next section there. But um, yes, yeah, let's just hold off on that. Uh, but yeah, just uh, ultimately laying low. Uh, looking forward to Sunday. Like I say, you guys were talking about small heli, so I wanted to throw this in. Uh, Zach Waddell is actually going to try and make it down Sunday as well, and he's bringing that Protos 380. You going to get a pull? I want. Yeah, I think that's the whole reason he's bringing it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to become the uh, the the uh, the 380 Hodos. <laughs> the Hodos. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sunday it's going to be the 380 Hodos, and I think everybody's going to get a pull. Everybody's going to get a turn, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. I I you know I know you guys are getting away from small helis, but I I've been looking at that one for a while. I kind of would like to to try it or maybe even buy one myself, but. Uh, but it's cool that he has one and he swears by it. Like he says, it's amazing. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, uh, uh we'll is, give it a whirl and see. Is his the Evo version or is it the standard? The standard. Yeah. Yeah. Same okay. as, uh, Keith Williams. And, um, but yeah, he, he loves it. He, I think he bought it too, to sort of instill better confidence with his bigger machines and kind of practice stuff with it. And mm-hmm. get past those hurdles of of fear of you know doing certain maneuvers with the big machines. And so far, like he, yeah, he swears by it, as far as I know. So awesome, yeah. So uh, let's move it along. What else we got? You gonna help me out, Mike? Uh, let's see. What is hot? <laughs> <laughs> what is hot? Uh, all right the hotness for the week uh not much going on but we do have some stuff right so hmm. we were going to talk about this the kraken 580 nitro pre-order yes. is open mm. Mm. you gonna get it good. kevin so <laughs> <laughs> i would like okay let's be fair um you just bought two and mm. i i told todd i was gonna buy two of them uh no i he okay let's talk let's break this down right um the oxy 5 nitro i'm actually very intrigued right i think it looks cool i do dig it um i've heard it's very light even on 600 blades uh but here's my it's not a complaint it's just a observation but it kind of follows the typical pod and boom nitro right um where if you really looked at that video of the kraken 580 uh, 580 nitro like did you see how the tank mounts in there 
No. Really? Talk to me. Talk so, to me. There's like two tabs, one on the front, one on the back of the tank, and there is of course mm-hmm. hole, you know, hole through. Um but it's actually a it's suspended by uh you know oh gosh, how do I say this? Um there's two posts, like canopy think of it as canopy posts on mm-hmm. either side of that tab, right? And then mm-hmm. those, of course, you slide it up into the frame and you put two screws from either side. And more or less the tank is suspended by those two tabs. Hmm. Right? So, so less vibration, you thinking? Um, like dampening? Uh, so so that's a good question. I actually, in my own little world here, before I've even got it on the table, I was thinking, I wonder if you could put some kind of like rubber grommets to maybe, you know, cancel out some vibration so you reduce the, you know, possibility of foaming or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's how it, it actually comes in the box. If there is a, a, a grommet of some sort that, that you, you know, do that. Um, it'd be cool if it did, if it didn't, I'm sure it'd be very easy to do. But what I'm getting at is, is that it breaks free from that normal way of mounting tanks in a frame. Like you literally can pull that tank out for easy maintenance with four screws versus having to like gorilla grip the side of the tank and try and pull it out from the side. And then your rubber grommets are all pulling out too. And you know what I mean? Like the old 600 T-Rex like tank, like it just lives on. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody is still doing that. And I'm like, holy crap, when are we going to get away from this? Because it's a real pain in the dick. Like I really, (laughs) that is the one thing I hated about that type of design. So the fact that the 580 Nitro, you know, is more or less suspended by these two tabs, these ears, you know, whatever. I was like, dude, right on. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like you guys just keep, you keep putting the bar higher and i love that sorry Mike. Well, that's you know, how I have to ear that's mouth. how the the gowie stuff is too they have like the right. tank straps on the side have little rubber grommets that's true too yeah 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 and they so kind of suspend the tank out. up yep yeah so i dig that i dig that it um and i remember that now from the oxy or the i'm sorry the um gowie nx4 was that it yeah, yeah. and uh the nx7 had a similar setup too right and I, I dig that. Um, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, because even the Jim Boss conversion for the 570, it's that way too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I love that, that more forward way of thinking because really and truly, some of those tanks are a real bear to get out through the grommets. You know, you got to squish it down where you can slide it out or there you got to tear the frames apart or it's such, it's so stupid. Um, so from that angle, like the 580 is very appealing to me, but you know, dude, pod and boom is cool too. <laughs> so it's, it's hey a man, hard choice, you know, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> true too. <laughs> fair Mike, fair. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, that was my spiel that I wanted to, to, to get out there, but I, I don't know if I'll be an early adopter. Um, I might wait for the first run to get out there. Not that I doubt that it, there's going to be any complications. I full well expect it to be a hot performer out of the box. But, um, you know, having pulled the trigger on two 580s, so I'm like, eh, let's just kind of hang back and let, you know, other people get one of these and let's let's see what it, 
See what it's like in the in hands of real people, not these pro guys, right? Because Duncan can make a friggin' center block look amazing. So, you know, <laughs> with his Nova Rossi, like right. <laughs> twenty thousand RPM. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I might hang back. So I'm I'm excited to see because I know Gucci, you're you're wanting to get one. I think um, Fence Post, he's really hot to get one. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see you guys get those and. I hope you're using mini servos. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I'm gonna go for the for the the heavy beast. I'm gonna go with full size because that's what I have. Gotcha. But I mean, it's it would be interesting to see, like if for example, fence post uses um, minis. Mm-hmm. How is that gonna compare to full size? Yeah. Right. And uh, kind of go from there. Like, um, I think it's going to, uh, we know it's going to be a good performer, you know, yeah. just, I, I love, I'm going to love to see it in other people's hands too. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to, can't wait to get mine. Absolutely. Uh, me, me and Todd are like, we got to wait a week now. I mean, a month <laughs> now. Uh, but mm. no, it's, it's cool. And, and that kind of goes along with the Oxy 5 Nitro, right? Like you said, it's, yeah. that's coming out too. August So 3rd? that one. August third is nice. supposed to be shipping. I don't know if if it's it's on or about August third. Yard but sale. That you you could pre order it, yeah. You get one yard sale? Uh, I I don't know. The <laughs> the excitement of it kinda died. I think they took a little too long no, for me. No, no, no. You gotta get re excited, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> These are good times we're living in. Nitro is living on. You gotta it is. You gotta spin up, you, brother. If you get it on August if you get it on if you get it on August third, that means you could show those goblin guys that you know, like you you're so much better for having nitro before them right. in that size. When they get bragging about their five A's, be like, yeah, whatever, I got mine first. Yeah, old yeah. news. We're <laughs> flying it for a month. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's coming out. Uh, on other news, the parts for the Kraken five eighties those are supposed to be in stock uh, yeah. on August third. Yeah, I think so, there was a post that you need to get your order in immediately. Otherwise, Ron <laughs> Chorus is going to clean house. So you might want to hurry up. No, that's that's serious. Like, it could happen. <laughs> oh, that's no joke. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron's <laughs> Hobby Shop in Connecticut. Oh so, no, it's, it's cool that, you know, even with everything going on, like, there's still things happening. Uh, although it's taking a little bit longer, it seems like. We're getting some of these um, new models coming out. Parts are available. Um, and really, that's what's going to take, you know, because if you don't have new models and you don't have parts, you know, it's not going to be good for the hobby, right? So, right. And the other hotness. Um, so, I don't know if you guys saw that. Obviously, there's still people going to Urcha. Um, they're planning to go as of right now. Yep. And I saw that uh, Kenny Hutton really is planning on uh you know he does all sorts of different 3d parts they he prints for like different things like some of the things that he's gonna have 3d printed could be like the nitro canopy for the protos but he's gonna have the mounts like he's got these really slick canopy mounts like quick connects so to speak so even for the front canopy mounts on the protos like you know you could have usually it's you could have the push on like the old style right with the grommets he's got a a similar kind of like a push on grommet but he's got this little tab that's 3d printed that's flexible that releases the pressure enough so you don't have to like squeeze your whole hand behind the canopy 
to pop it off, you know, by the pipe and get burned. You just pull on these tabs and is able to release the pressure and pop out. So he's going to have some of those, um, I guess, available. The other things that he's going to bring or that he could do is the tail slider bushing. So your tail uh, rod um, doesn't vibrate in, in the little, you know, hook in your, uh, on your boom. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have blade holders, not only for the uh, XL power, but also the, for the Protoss Nitro. And I think he could even do them for SAB, if I'm not mistaken. I think he does them for that, too. But if you are looking at getting some small trinkets, 3D printed trinkets for your helicopters, I think uh, you need to contact Kenny. And if you're going to Urcha, you could pick him up there. Yep. So, yeah, I, I got a care package from him uh, when he <laughs> came out to our fun fly. Did you? So, yeah, I got the canopy mounts. They, they work awesome. Um, you have to get the those SAB style mounts where you pull on the outside. It's kind of like spring loaded and it clamps on the ball. Oh, okay. Um, they they fit right in, and he he'll he'll set you up with where you can get all that stuff from. Uh, and I got the blade holders are really nice because they actually like clip on the boom, so you can actually carry the helicopter from like the tip of the blade if you wanted to without it falling off the boom oh wow just grab it in the middle of the blade carry it around you don't have to worry about trying to balance it from the from the head of it you know what i mean mm, yeah uh yeah it makes it pretty nice so it's some pretty good stuff very cool that and the 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 uh, bushing for the tail rod is a must for the protos nitro in my opinion so if if you don't get anything at all at least pick one of those up if you have a protos nitro all right. Yeah, so that's it. All right. Vati's hot is over. Well, I also wanted to add that, uh, you know, the, the Powatoon kit, like I'm seeing more and more of those surface. Have you guys been seeing the posts of people? Uh, yeah, it looks like they're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think that counts as a Vati's hot. So Vati's uh, hot. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. It just means there's it means there's more closet OS lovers out there that just don't want to give in yet. <laughs> okay, segment over, segment done. Yeah. All right, we're not going there. We're not. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. You know what else is hot? OS carburetors and the regulators too, because <laughs> those things are selling like hotcakes right yeah, now. Yeah, really. That's true. That's true. This is probably like, what the hell's going on? Nobody's firing our engines, but they're buying our carburetors. <laughs> carburetors are flying off the shelf. <laughs> uh, so that's it. All cool. right. Well. Mo moving on, moving on. Yeah. Our very next segment here is the Full Pull School. Full Pull School. Full Pull School. And Full School. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, like we say, you know, Finch Post could not be here tonight. Um, you know, last time I think we were talking about... Um, we were spitballing ideas, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Fence Post has been super tied up with work, and um, and so I don't think he's gotten out to to do a video for us. So that said, uh, I think we're 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 gonna hold at the uh, stationary hovering um, where you do the slow pirouettes or pirouette at your comfortable speed. Okay, so upright pirouette. And as well as inverted uh, pirouette, uh, whatever speeds you like that makes you feel comfortable. And uh, just to add a little extra, that little little extra, 
why don't we try to say for those who are a little more beyond, uh, try and move it to the left and move it to the right. So if you're hovering upright, then hover uh, pirouetting center, then move it to the left, move back to center, then move to the right, then move back to center. Inverted, same deal, move it out to the left, move it back to center, move it to the right, move it back to the center. And uh, yep. and also, if you guys are still working on episode one, still post your videos. We would still love to see those. So if you've been working on those and um, you think we've, we've just flown past it, we haven't. Go ahead and post those videos. We want to see them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and, yeah. uh, go ahead. <clears throat> Real quick on the the slow pyros, just keep in mind, uh, you know, do it at your comfortable speed, but keep in mind that slower is going to be better because you're going to hit every orientation and you want to spend a little bit of time in each orientation. So the whole point of the slow pirouette is so that you can hit every orientation on the helicopter. If you're just whipping it around, you're not really going to spend time in each orientation. Um, so it's not going to help you. You're not going to benefit from it as much as if you do. You know, nice and slow. I try to do like what maybe one pirouette every thirty seconds is what I shoot for. Um, if you could do it slower than that, that's great. It's faster, not a big deal, but just keep in mind that the slower is going to benefit you a little bit more in the long run. And if you can do a slow pirouette, you know, uh, from center to left, and then like draw a triangle, you know, and then come back to center. Your God. Then you need to contact Robert Monty at Telerotor RC Podcast <laughs> because I'm sure he would love to have a conversation with you about competing. So uh, yes, yeah, you know. But that's that's the whole point of doing all this stuff, you know, is to uh, you know maintain control, and uh, that's a good thing. So, all right, is there anything else we need to add to that? Are we good to go? I think that's it. All right. Yeah. Like I say, we'll try and get some videos up. Um, either myself or um, yard sale are going to try <laughs> make some attempts to do this. Um, like I say, you know, yeah. uh, I think Ben's post is kind of tied up for a little bit with uh, things going on at work. But uh, yeah, we'll try and do that uh, and keep it going for you guys. That way, you know, we won't have to skip any shows and what have you. So, all right. Perfect. All right. Let's uh, take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm not a lumberjack or a fur trader, and I don't live in an igloo or eat blubber or own a dog sled. And I don't know Jimmy, Sally, or Susie from Canada, although I'm certain they're really, really nice. I have a prime minister, not a president. I speak English and French, not American, and I pronounce it about, not about. I can proudly sew my country's flag on my backpack. I believe in peacekeeping, not policing. Diversity, not assimilation. And that the beaver is a truly proud and noble animal. The tooth is a hat. The Chesterfield is a coach. And it is pronounced Z, not Z, Z. Canada is the second largest land mass, the first nation of hockey, and the best
All right, welcome back, everybody. We have a very special guest with us tonight. Uh, I hope you grabbed your Timmies because he's all the way from BC, Canada. We have Darren Weens with us tonight. Welcome aboard, sir. Thanks. How's it going, eh? Man, it's going great, eh? Absolutely. That's good. That's uh, the way it needs to be, eh? <laughs> yep. We got, uh, uh, yeah, we got a, learn- a four and two. Yeah. We <laughs> got, a, got me a four and two. I'm ready for this, no, it's man. Two, four. Yeah, oh, two and four. Uh, multicultural. Two, four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> we're going to learn a like lot about two beers. <laughs> we're going to learn a lot about you, Dan, uh, Darren. So, uh, boat. Boat. Yeah. Yeah. We don't actually say it that way. No. No. I don't know why. Of course, we do know how to pronounce the word roof correctly. It's not roof. <laughs> No. <laughs> I think it depends on where you're from. If you say roof or you know roof, and we also know that it's, it's Z, not Z. Oh, right. Yeah. So zero is Z. Yeah. Hmm. Z is dead, baby. I never knew that. Z is dead. <laughs> We're gonna learn so much tonight. I'm, I'm just telling ready. you. <laughs> I mean, all the emails that Darren's been correcting us and be like, mm, no, that's not right. Yeah. Finally, like, we're like, Kevin, fine. Kevin, they're not real Canadians. Quit saying that. <laughs> they're not? <laughs> Me and Gucci? Oh. No. You guys, you guys, rough. Are, you guys are close enough. I mean, you're way <laughs> up there. You know. Oh, Lord. You guys are like in a territory. Territory. <laughs> we're about to treat we're about to treat South Carolina like a territory if you guys uh, don't yeah. keep your yeah. your gates closed we're, and like all there. Of, we're like a bunch of inmates <laughs> <laughs> no that's Australia that's oh, true <laughs> that's true that's a fact that's how they were technically yeah. founded right so to speak exactly that's right as far as I know yeah 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 all right well, i'm excited cool. welcome darren yeah. I got, we definitely appreciate you taking your time to do this with us so thank you i appreciate being asked it's the i'm looking forward to this all right <laughs> kick it off dan all right so as we talked um we're gonna do some basic questions we're gonna talk some heavy questions with you darren and then we're gonna get a little bit crazy towards the end which not in a kinky way just not to get you scared <laughs> So <laughs> I'm glad, so glad you clarified that. Man, look, 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 I, was listen, a little I, just, I just like the full disclosure, right? So <laughs> there's so, so many ways we could bring that if we really wanted to. Yeah. Helly heads fashion. We have just right. plummeted to the bottom. Yep. <laughs> Rawdogging.com. That's right. So oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so to get this kind of kicked off. Like, I know you mentioned we kind of already said where you're from, but talk to us, um, you know, your local area, where you're from. Give us like a good, quick overview of where you're from. Well, I live in the massive metropolis of Maple Ridge, British Columbia, um, which is very close to Vancouver, BC, which is the city that everybody knows. And uh, it's, yeah, maybe... 20 miles away from from vancouver itself and uh yeah been living here in maple ridge for about 10 years and uh and born and raised here in british columbia anyways it's very beautiful there it is yeah for sure it is we've i i, I consider myself very fortunate to live where i live is it so expensive to live amazing there? yes yeah yeah in a word yes right <laughs> brutally expensive <laughs> 
he's like very very hard it makes it hard to have helicopters <laughs> i live in a put it this way i actually make a pretty good living and i have to live in a basement suite rented basement suite oh wow mm. yeah that's crazy you know that you know it's it's that you know you you see like even new york and the bigger cities you kind of expect that but at the same time there's a lot of other places too that you know it, it's still expensive to to have a decent living not that you're not you're struggling but you know obviously yep. you have to kind of curtail your your how big you get a house or an apartment or whatever yeah I, I mean, I'm not in Vancouver, and Vancouver is more expensive than exactly where I live, but we're close enough that uh, it's the cost of living is just about the same. And uh, yeah, Vancouver, I think at one point was one, was considered one of the top five expensive cities in the world, I think, at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, okay, that's so. all, all, those, all those people that are complaining when the U.S. is is doing stuff they don't like and they're going to move to Canada. Yeah. You guys, we don't want you. you guys better pick up a second job. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> actually, it's not just Canada. Canada's actually not too bad. You move out of British Columbia and it gets a lot cheaper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we don't want we don't want you guys to know that because we don't want you to come in up here. We, right. we like it here. <laughs> Just come to Ohio. Yeah, there you go. It's the fake Canada. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the closest closest imitation you'll get, you guys will get. <laughs> Is this real meat? No, it's spam. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh gosh. Well, uh, have you ever been on a podcast uh, before? Maybe. Am I allowed to admit that? Mm, depends. Yeah, yeah. we depends might on which down podcast right it was. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I have been on a podcast before, yeah. It was some podcast. Those guys always like to talk about 3D, 3D printing and oh, movie boy. reviews. And yeah, it was... It, it, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just the got best worse, they, too. Like Andy, the best, yeah. Andy yeah. got old and bought a 3D printer. I mean, what the crap? Oh. <laughs> It's, it's the best they could do for second place, you know. So let's, let's yeah. give them that. And, and now they're just talking about being old. I mean, it's getting even worse. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Now we love those rub- guys. They've been rubbing yes. it in my face about the three D printing stuff in the last couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Giving me a quick shout out before they talk about the three D printing stuff. So right. we we'll gotta. Yeah. It's the mic segment. That's yeah. all right. They got something coming. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> fortunately so, they're good guys yes they are awesome guys we let we love picking on them over here of course <laughs> even bill we even love bill that's true <laughs> bill's awesome actually i've he he actually i was trying to get some camera stuff for myself for my help for uh for my youtube channel well more just for myself personally and uh bill was actually a really big help for me actually i really appreciated the help that he gave me so Awesome. That's awesome. So, Darren, uh, what do you do for a living? Are you ready for some big words? Oh, boy. Yeah. I am a cathodic protection technologist. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's really fun if I ever cross the border because uh, they sort of go, huh? What is that? And I say, well, I'm one of the guys that tries to keep the gas lines from blowing up. 
So I get to actually talk about explosions and blowing things up with border with border guards. It's really quite fun. Nice, but, nice. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, basically we put an electric current on steel gas lines, and we do that in order to keep the gas lines from corroding. That's awesome. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I thought maybe you were going to say you you put electric current on the steel gas lines and listen for the boom, and then go, <laughs> oh, there was a leak there. Uh, whoops. Well, that's the off-the-record part. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that's only once a year. Okay. That's only the Monday crew does that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than RC helis, do you have any other hobbies? Ah, I do some music stuff and whatnot. I, uh, I've been doing a bunch more fishing this year. I've got a goal of trying to catch a sturgeon this year. Mm. Um, and, uh, what else? I do a lot of, you know, I do have a motorcycle and other little things like that anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so have you purchased anything heli related lately? Any new toys? Uh, no, not purchased. I am working on a scale helicopter right now. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's pretty. <laughs> cool. What are you? What are you working on? So I got, I got years ago. Uh, I was given a, a six hundred size uh, fuselage. Um, and it, we, we were. It has to do with the, my Yardbird helicopter that I have. Um, and I am trying, that's put about five years, and I'm trying to finally get it actually in the air. So uh, we'll see. All I need to do finally is just put some stickers on it because it's going to be a Canadian theme. Hey. And then put some clear coat on it, and then hopefully it'll be in the air. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I've kind of awesome. been, uh, since I started in the hobby, I've kind of always had that that kind of want to build a scale helicopter but i don't want to build a scale helicopter because it looks like it's a lot of work it is um, oh I, yeah. you know what i've discovered with this whole thing i'm a flyer not a builder yes that's exactly go. i know that going into it so that's why i haven't done it yet yeah so i'm yeah. like man nothing seems like it's made to work with something else it's like you have to make everything work with something yeah. else yeah. so i don't know I, I had a few years ago, a, a good friend of mine had a one-fifth scale a Starwood wow. Llama. Mm. That was a big helicopter, something like eight feet long, I think it was. A Holy like cow. Yeah, and those are, and, you got to do a lot of work. Yeah, and he actually bought it used, and it still took him a couple months to put it together, but I was fortunate to, he let me have, oh man, well, first of all, he wanted me to do the maiden flight on it, which was nerve-wracking. Mm. Um, but then I ended up getting probably eight or 10 flights on it throughout the, throughout the season that he had it. And oh, to be honest, it's a beautiful helicopter to fly. It was yeah. so much fun flying that thing. 900 RPM head speed. It looked and sounded like the real thing. It really did. Wow. Yeah. That would sound awesome. That being that big at 900 RPM would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to really date myself and, um, Back in 89. <laughs> <laughs> what? I remember that. <laughs> I barely remember that. I was yeah. born in 88, Kevin. What back, the hell? Back in, <laughs> it was either 88 or 89. I think it was 89. Anyway, 
they held gnats at um uh oh gosh it was in um virginia senior Langley. moment yeah senior moment and um you know curtis youngblood was there they had a little helicopter thing going on but one of the first helis i saw and of course this was right in that time frame where airwolf was like super hot and uh, this guy had an airwolf, and he had it all decked out with the lights and, and all of the just detail and whatever, retracts. And I was like, holy crap, that thing looks amazing. So I understand the appeal, you know, the attraction to it, you know, especially when you can kind of fly at scale as well. But I'm afraid I'd get bored with it. You know what I mean? You know, flying scale is actually a lot more difficult than people realize. Yeah. It's an art form, I tell you. Try it. I, I, I would say just try it and just see, just with your regular uh, pod and boom, and just try and fly it slow, level flight, full circuits without ever going up or down. It's you might find it's actually more difficult and lot takes a lot more concentration than you might think. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I've 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 dabbled with it before, like with a twelve S seven hundred setup on six S. Cause you get that nice low, like eight, 900 RPM going and it's yep. you try to cruise it around scale. And I can't, I'm not very good at it. It's yeah. awesome. Well, the guys who do it, it's, it's not easy. It's pretty talented to do, to do that. Well, so yeah. let's, let's date you, uh, Darren, how long have you been flying? I, I'm terrible at dates. I think, it's around 15 years now, maybe 16 years. Nice. So I, long time. I started back with fly bars anyways. Everything was fly barred when I started. There you go. And nitro. Uh, no. My first oh. big helicopter was a T-Rex 600 ESP 6S electric. There you go. Yeah, with fly okay. bar. Yep. Gosh. I feel, I feel like the, the era of nothing but nitro is so long ago. Right, coming back, Dan. Yeah, actually, there were a lot of nitros. It was pretty close to fifty-fifty, I think, at that time. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it was was a transition era. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right (laughs) at the beginning of when that really hit that peak, kind of a thing. Yeah, that kind of was the the beginning of of electrics really taking off. Was around the ESP time, wasn't it? The six hundred ESP. And, yep. Yeah, because I had my 450, the SEV2, of course, but um, but 12S, that was the uh, Ray Namovi. I guess he did the conversion on the T-Rex 700 Nitro to make it electric, mm-hmm. and that was right in that time frame, too. And I remember seeing Matt Bodos fly that at um, Ceph. Uh, I don't remember the year. It was probably 2011 time frame, 10, 2010, somewhere, but... um. Yeah, he he was flying that, and I mean it just was a rocket ship. And I don't even think it was 12s. I think it was like 8s or 10s or something. And hmm. and it was just a monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but before before the 600 ESP, wasn't it like you had like the logo that was tethered to a battery pack on the ground? Was your electric helicopter? And uh, no, it was a little bit a few years more earlier than that. <laughs> okay. I do remember though too my, the very first fun fly I went or f- very first helicopter only fun fly I went to. A guy had one of those T Rex seven hundred conversions because at that time 
time a line only had the nitro 700 right and uh he was running 12s uh two 6s 5000s in there and that was back when a six a single 6s 5000 was like 400 bucks and wow he i think he must have stripped three main gears in one day because that motor had so much power that electric motor uh it was because the fact that the pinion was not supported that could have been because uh, my friend, he got it too, and he was stripped gears every single time he went out, and it was really pissing him off. And yep. so, but it had everything to do with the fact that the motor was not supported, that the pinion wasn't supported, and um, and he was trying to figure out how to get that done. <laughs> but, Interesting. You know, that was just way too early, right? So, was was his yep. name Leroy by chance? No, but he he, he flew aggressive like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to ask. Yeah. Oh. So, Darren, what uh, what brought you to flying RC helis? Um. Well, I always loved helicopters as a kid. I always wanted to 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 get my full scale pilot helicopter pilot's license, actually. But uh, it's awfully expensive, and uh, my eyes didn't really work out for that. Um, so I got into RC cars as a kid, and then one day in my 20s, by that point, oh, no, I guess, no, it was my 30s, sorry, um, I had a little RC car, a little nitro RC car, and walked into a store to look for more parts for it, because I kept destroying it, and the guy had a had a uh, little Venom Ocean Rescue coaxial helicopter there. And well, I didn't get the parts for the car, but I did walk out with the helicopter. <laughs> and that was actually a cool little helicopter. Actually, I actually still have it; still flies. Really? Wow. Yeah. So, out of all the years that you've been doing helis, um, you know, have you ever taken like a, an absence, you know, a break from the hobby, and then came back? I almost did very shortly after the beginning. Um, I went straight from that little, uh, after about a, two months with that little ocean rescue, I bought the next Venom helicopter, which was a absolute pile of garbage. And you, people complain about the old blade 400 servos being easy to strip. No, no, they were nothing. They were easy. They were strong compared to the Venom 3D XL. And, and it turns out that thing also had a terrible radio system in there. And I I literally could not get it to hover for longer than a single battery. And I just about quit the hobby thanks to that thing. Um, and I stopped for maybe a couple of months and finally said, okay, I got to do something, you know. So I went into the hobby shop and I was going to buy the Spectrum DX7, which was the, the best radio that, uh, you know, most people had, 2.4 gigahertz and all that kind of thing. And uh, right. In the end, I walked out with a Blade 400 that came with the DX6i, and uh, and really, I haven't had any breaks since. I've been flying pretty steady since then. It's awesome. So, what uh, helis do you currently have? Flying or non-flying? Uh, let's go flying. Okay. I have, let's see, I got T-Rex 800. I have a Logo 690. I still have my old T-Rex 600 ESP, but I've turned it into a 12S and, an, and a night machine. Uh, I have a T-Rex 550 that I use for body box training. 
And then I have one other helicopter that I will hopefully never crash again, which is a Yardbird 700, which there are only two of them in existence, still flying in existence now. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. So what about non-flying? Well, the scale one isn't flying. Um, I actually have an old Schluter Mini Boy. Woo, uh, that's right up know. Kevin's aisle. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to actually restore it and get it flying. And unfortunately, it will probably be nitro, unfortunately. But... Uh, no, that that's great. Yeah. <laughs> don't, 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 don't weigh down. We know... Uh, we no. <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess yeah. the next question, Mike. Let's just go to the next question. Yeah, I know. I already know you're going to break my heart, but we got to ask. So, nitro or electric? Electric all the way, man. Uh, all the way. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. So, why electric? Have you, have you flown nitro before? I have. Not my own. I've flown other people's nitros. Uh, oh, I've got a good good friend of mine, Kenny, uh, who uh, is a big nitro head. And I've actually flown a couple of his nitros, and they fly perfectly fine. Um, I found out years ago, I'm really good at blowing up nitro engines. I'm not very good at tuning them. I am not very good at maintaining them. As I said earlier, I'm a flyer, not a builder. And I also don't like fixing and maintaining. Uh, and nitros just, they're messy, they're slimy, they're noisy. You know, <laughs> my, my Logo 690, the other last weekend, I was flying my Logo 690 at 1,000 RPM. I mean, the thing is so quiet, you could barely hear it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it was, all you hear is just the blade farts, that's it. And I, you don't get that with a nitro. And, uh, I, you know, I've seen so many, I've flown with so many guys who do nitros and it seems like they're constantly, Oh, I got to retune this. Oh, I need to adjust the tune or they're, or they're making an excuse. Yeah. I don't really feel like going and, uh, rich and uh, leaning it out, but it's a little bit rich, but I don't want to lean it out. So I'll just sort of fly it the way it is, you know, uh. and, and, and they're not doing the full, you know, the, it's full best capability. And I just, at the end of the day, I take my helicopters, I fold the blades up, I stick it in the back of my truck, and say, see ya. Meanwhile, my friends with the nitros, they're getting out the spray cleaner, and they're wiping the helis down, no, and doing all that work to clean up, and it's like, yeah, no, see ya, I'm out of here. <laughs> Darren, you gotta stop flying with Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found a Helen Keller of uh, yeah. tuning yeah. in Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Throw an OS in that baby. Let it drip dry when you're done. That's it. <laughs> I've even been the same with gasoline engines, too. I had a one scale gasoline car, and I blew that thing up, too. So I'm just really good at blowing up <laughs> engines. You're, you're a seasoned tuner, I guess. <laughs> yeah. According you, you to Gucci standards. You took the Helen yeah, Keller school of tuning. <laughs> he, he drives a Tesla. <laughs> no i don't but <laughs> but you would uh, right <laughs> actually no i wouldn't <laughs> when it comes to full full-size vehicles i'll take gasoline over electric any day yeah now do you have any sponsors or have you had any sponsors over the years just my credit card and my bank card 
I'm sponsored by that too. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what, majority of the people, even on teams, are still sponsored greatly by the credit card. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to go into this, but I'm a bit of one of those believers that I think there's too many people that have their quote unquote sponsorship. Yes. We'll save that for episode two with Darren Waynes. Sure. Yes. That sounds good. <laughs> I got lots of useless opinions about everything I see helicopter. We do so. too. <laughs> Mostly everything we do on this podcast is useless. So <laughs> nailed it. Well, that's the whole point of having a podcast, isn't it? Right. That's yep. Because right. guess what? Right when you get pissed off about it, there's another one coming. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and the cool thing is everybody's got to listen to yours, uh, you know, oh, if they want to yeah. listen to the podcast. Yep. So do you, do you have a designated hobby room, or are you one of those guys uh, working on the kitchen table? Both. I'm a single guy, no wife, no kids, no pets, no nothing. So I do have a hobby room, but unfortunately, well, sort of. Uh, my hobby room is so jam-packed that I'm pretty much working on the kitchen table now. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, I can barely walk into that room actually right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, let's get to some good questions. So, uh, do you go ice fishing? I mean, I've seen grumpy old men. I mean, I'm assuming this is a thing, right? It is a thing. Um... Believe it or not, I have actually never been ice fishing. Oh, wow. Mm. Missing out. I know, I have. My my dad's been getting into it this last this last couple of years, and so I, I need to go with him one of these days. But I actually, surprisingly, have never been ice fishing. Okay. All right. Put that on the old bucket list. Yep. Yep. I got another question. This is This is heavy duty right here. Do you eat Canadian bacon? See, there's a big myth. There's actually no such thing as Canadian bacon. It's just ham. It's just it's bacon <laughs> and ham. Yeah. Oh, it's not, in America, we'll call that fake news, but we'll, we'll accept it. <laughs> it's only Canadian when you cross over that over that line, Gucci. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We probably. I mean, unless you want to take some spam and fry it up, but you know. Ugh. I'm telling you, you know, you'd be surprised what some uh, <laughs> oh, some nationalities could do with spam. Like, oh, I know. You will never know it's spam. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. So how many uh, active heli pilots do you have in your area? Quite a few, actually. Um, I'm part of a 50-member club, and out of my club, we have... I would estimate about 10 active helicopter pilots and two of us are on the executive too. Um, and then in the lower mainland, south southern BC corner kind of a thing, we probably have about 30, maybe 40 uh, active helicopter pilots. And then we're quite fortunate too out here. We've got a, uh, a couple of guys, you guys all know who Augie is. Yeah. Uh, him and a couple of his buddies, they started up a Facebook group that's only strictly for, it's called the Upper Left Coast. It's only for, what is it, uh, Washington, Oregon, uh, Montana, and British Columbia. And I think there's a couple of guys from Alberta in there as well. 
Um, wow. And it's uh, strictly for us. There's about 170 members uh, with within that group, and we've got a. It's an awesome group of guys. We're we're really fortunate to have such a great group of guys out here all the time. Uh, we're you know we're constantly ribbing and having fun with each other and getting together and flying every chance we can get and uh, you know sh- helping each other out, sharing parts, you name it. We've we've got an just an amazing. I I'm so lucky to be where I am and being able to fly with the guys that I do. Uh, we we just got a, an awesome group of guys out here. Sounds like North Jackson up there in Canada. Yeah yeah. Uh, there seems like there's a lot of guys that bounce back and forth between like Washington and, and uh, across the border there. Seems like it's a pretty common thing. They jump over there, fly with you guys. You guys come down here and fly. Yeah, they haven't flown up here quite as often as we've gone down there, but uh, there has been a few times, yeah. It's pretty cool. Very cool. So this uh, Yardbird helicopter that you've mentioned, uh, why don't you give us some background on that? So for me, it all started about seven or eight years ago. Might even be longer, I tell you, I'm terrible with dates. But anyways, I think it was about seven or eight years ago, a a good friend of mine, who unfortunately is no longer flying, uh, sends me a text message saying, you want to help me start a new RC helicopter company? Uh, It took me about 30 seconds to say yes. Uh, actually it might have even less than that um probably took longer to type out the message um and turns out he had gotten in touch with a guy from somewhere in texas who was a retired bell helicopter engineer and this guy at the time was flying t-rex 600s and always felt that they could be improved upon. The biggest thing that he didn't like was he felt they were too heavy. And so he started modifying and ended up creating his own helicopter that he called the Yardbird. And got to a point where he he thought it was ready for production. It turns out it wasn't. Um, But he was looking for somebody who would be interested in trying to and trying to get it produced and, and made uh, professionally or, you know, and, and getting it sold on the market. So he, uh, my friend, he had somehow gotten in touch with my friend and my friend said, yeah, I'd be interested in trying it. So he literally gave us all of the plans and everything for free and said, here, do with it what you want and, you know, and see if you can make it work. Uh, so we made up a couple of prototypes and started flying them. We we found problems right away pretty quickly. And so we started going through a bunch of revisions. And now the revision, the frames that I have are what we call our version 7, no, version 6 frames. And yeah, we ended up making five of those prototypes and flew them as best as we could. Um, crashed quite a few of them and so on and so forth. And I tell you, it's... In my opinion, it probably is the best helicopter I've ever flown, to be honest. Oh, wow. It, it's, it's super light. Um, I think it probably would have been the lightest 700, mark, lightest 700 size helicopter on the market. Um, all up flying weight with batteries. Uh, mine is just around nine and a half pounds. Wow. And that's a 712S power. 
That's incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really super light. It flies like it's on rails. Uh, It's it's just amazing how well it flies. Um, We around that time, Align was really pushing their. You know, had just come out with the DFC, and everybody was having boom strike issues with their DFC uh, helicopters. Mm -hmm. And of course, one of the things that Align had done is they had lowered the head as well. Right. Well. We were always going, well, why would you lower the head? Why not go and try and get all the weight higher up? Because the whole point of lowering the head was to try and get your center of gravity closer to the head, right? Uh-huh. And so we and so we said, well, why not go and raise up the weight? So we actually lifted the batteries up. We had the servos mounted above high. We had the motor mounted high. We had everything mounted basically above the center line. And it really does. You do just a straight axial roll. And you have almost no collective corrections to make in, a, in a, just a straight axial roll. It's amazing how well it just rolls right on center on its own already. Wow. Um, and uh, super ultralight. And the other thing then too, I think we probably, we were going to sell it as a 600 and then offer a stretch kit to make it a 700. And I think we probably would have been the first on the market to do that as well. Oh, wow. To go and offer an actual stre- official uh, stretch kit for it hmm. um, and flying it as a 700 oh it's just unfortunately we still had some problems that we never were able to get worked out and then my friend ended up uh, losing interest in it and so we never did get it off the ground um, but uh, I have I've purchased everything that we have left for it and unfortunately I'm starting to run out of parts and like I say, there's only only two of them left flying in 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 the world. We only made five of them. And yeah, uh, I want to keep it going as long as I can. It's well, awesome, Darren. We need three, three of them. Why? <laughs> one, for, one? one for each of us. <laughs> so dust off that router you got in the in the shop over there. <laughs> we'll send you oh, some. There has- we'll- We'll send you some masks for all the yeah. carbon fiber. Yeah. <laughs> I have had guys go and ask me whether I'd be willing to go and try and make some frames and whatnot again. And uh, you know what the thing is, is so much of the stuff that we probably would have been the first out on. It's no longer as innovative as it would have been. Right. Sure. So I don't think it would really be worth it to go and try and make it again. But, but uh, it was, you know what we, the two of us said right from the beginning, I said, even if we never get this thing off the ground, and never are able to sell it, we still made a really cool-looking helicopter. That's awesome. You know, you could um, have some of these companies who do CNC work, you know, the... Um, oh, gosh, the like the person who's doing the frames for the gym boss, you know. Uh, like RJX. RJX, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, there's people who will do that, you know, for you, so... Yeah, and that's what I say. It's not impossible to do get a couple of frames and whatnot made up again. But the biggest thing is we still had a, a few glitches and uh, and issues that we needed to solve before we ever made, brought it out to market. Mm. Um, we had our our landing gear is way too narrow, and if you didn't spool it up just correctly, just perfectly, it would start doing what we called the head shake of death. And it would shake itself so badly it would tip over before you even got it off the ground. Mm, gotcha. Uh, so, but the problem was if we tried to widen it, it looked really ugly. 
It looked absolutely awful. <laughs> and so we were, that was one thing we were trying to struggle with or trying to figure out. And the other thing was too, is some of the parts that we were, had were, we were having quality control issues with the, our supplier in China. And uh, th- we we were never really happy with th- with those. And they were already parts that this company was already making in, in advance already for, for other stuff. And we were just, we were talking and using them for the, for our first run. And they were such, we were having such problems with the quality control. We were just, we were going to go and redesign our own, uh, a whole new head for it then too. And uh, it just, yeah, it, it got pretty expensive too. You know, we, it, it, I mean, some, some people have heard how Matt Bodles, I mean, it takes what, 18 months or something like that for him to get a helicopter to market. And I can see why there's... There's a lot to getting a helicopter off the ground, and we were this this first time we've ever done this, right? So, we were working on this thing for four or five years, and of course, we're just trying to do it with our own money. Where you know, ne- neither of us had a whole lot of money or are all that wealthy, right? So, trying to do it all with your own money, and it just got to the point where it just wasn't going to work out, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, it's sad that it never happened, but. It's still, I've got a really unique helicopter that I really like flying. Uh, unfortunately, I'm getting scared to crash it. But uh, I, I will try and keep this one flying as long as I can. And I actually do have one more frame sitting in my closet that I say will never see the air simply because, you know, it's sentimental, right? I had a hand in, in helping design this thing. And I don't want, I definitely don't want, that one's been in absolutely pristine, never flown. And so I don't want to go and actually risk flying that one. I still have the one that I'm flying. And if I fly it, I'll keep flying it till it crashes. But uh, I don't fly it very often anymore simply because I don't want to crash it. Hmm. Nevertheless, that's, that's a cool, cool story behind it, right? Where yeah. it's, it means something right to you yep. rather than, yeah, I could go pick it up tomorrow, you know? Yep. So... That's yep. awesome. Yep. So, I feel very privileged I was able to be part of that. I really do. Yeah. So let's talk um, something that some of the Americans might be able to understand. Um, let's talk MA versus uh, MAC. You know, give us a rundown on those two uh, organizations, so to speak. So, yeah, for people that don't know, we have... There, our Canadian version of the AMA is called MAC, which stands for the Model Aeronautics Association of Canada. And they basically do everything that the AMA does. They talk with the government on our behalf. Uh, they deal with all of the radio frequencies that our transmitters are using on our behalf. Um, th- yeah, they are basically, they also offer insurance for the fly- individual flyers as well as insurance for the clubs. And, uh, yeah. And the cool thing is, is anybody who has their AMA, uh, AMA and Mac have a reciprocal agreement so that AMA members are allowed to fly here in Canada and are covered and Mac members are, are able to fly in the U S and are covered. So if you guys ever wanted to come to Canadian fun fly, which I would very much invite you to do. Uh, your AMA is valid here in Canada. That's awesome. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing a 2-4 and I'm on my way. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think um, 
I know for for a fact, and I'm pretty sure Mike is probably would love to do something like this. But we we've talked about getting away from like the East Coast, right, and go to those further places for fun flies. I think that'll be really cool. So yeah, I think it's gonna happen. I don't know when, but eventually, I think it would be cool to attend something, especially you know outside the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was 2018, I guess, is the very first year I went to Funfly outside of Canada. I went to the last RCHN Funfly. And uh, that was the, my first time ever going to an event outside of Canada. And it was it was so much fun. It really was. And even just going to Snohomish, you know, that's that's a Funfly I would recommend anybody try and get to is the one in Snohomish. That one is a, it's a great, great location and more amazing guys and uh, it was that's a fun fun fly it's an awesome fun fly good Very night cool. flying and everything yeah it's been pretty popular Perfect. for a long time yeah we actually have one coming up here in bc next weekend actually and uh, that i'm hoping to go most of the fun flies this year have been canceled as to a lot of fun flies but this one the guys uh, the organizers decided they'd like to try and keep it going so we're gonna have a bit of a fun fly next weekend but uh, and that one uh, any other year they're trying to make that one a big one if, if they can so that's for for next year i would definitely say that if you ever want to come to canada that would be a good one to come to here in bc hmm. yeah you have to keep us updated on it yeah absolutely so speaking about fun flies and stuff, have you do you have any experience being an event organizer or helping out with uh, organizing an event? I do. I uh, traditionally go and organize the Mission Wings RC helicopter fun fly every year, uh, which Mission Wings Model Flying Club is the the club that I'm part of. And uh, yeah, I get to go and organize it. It's not a big fun fly. We usually Last year was the biggest we had of about 30 pilots or so. Um, but uh, I think it was, yeah, 31 pilots I think we had registered last year. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We One of the things that we try to do is this with this fun fly is we really try to organize it to be really welcoming to first-timers. Uh, we've had a lot of people who Mission Wings was their very first ever fun fly and it really we we try to be really very relaxed uh i actually usually set up a hover area just for people that are only wanting to hover and we've done uh, we've done buddy boxing at the fun fly as well for people uh for beginners and you know i've had one was it a couple of years ago i had a young guy who was learning to fly he had a what do you have a blade 130 and he had given was given for nothing an old raptor 50 and of course me being the wonderful nitro tuner that i am uh decided yeah i better not help him on that one um so i introduced him to uh to another gentleman who has been flying rc helicopters for a long time i think since i think since probably the 70s or even eight or at least the 80s anyways and introduced the two and uh wouldn't you know what that guy had the uh, that raptor 50 up and running and 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 flying by the end you know b- 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 by lunchtime i think he had it flying um and that's just that's the kind of thing that uh, we try to do at our at our fun fly is try to really you know really get the beginners hooked shall we say and show them just how great a fun fly can really be right right i love it cool. yeah 
Yeah. So from your point of view, uh, do you see the hobby in a decline or is this just become the new norm? Um, or is it just the, you know, the, these are the, the remaining pilots? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on all that? Well, I think for us, at least out in our part of the country anyways, it's actually been on a slight rise. Um, I wouldn't say it's a big, you know, a huge amount of guys coming into the hobby, but we have seen, we have seen a slight rise in, in people getting into it. Um, and I think that's probably not a bad thing either. I mean, it's always good to have new people in there, but I don't, I think that meteoric rise where everybody was flying helicopters, you know, 10 years ago, uh, I don't necessarily think that that was the best thing for the hobby. Uh, it was bound to have a decline after that. Mm. But um, yeah, I think for us, it's been on a little bit of a rise uh, at at the worst on a steady, steady state, but I do think it's been on the rise a bit. Very cool. Yep. So here's a tough question. I think we already know the answer, but we'll still ask it. Have you ever been on a, to an East Coast event? I What's have not. What's the furthest east that you've gone? The furthest east I have been is to... Okay, i got to remember the name of the fun fly now. Oh, boy, that's going to bug me now. Um, the furthest east I've been was to the great province of Saskatchewan. Ah. Oh, Shag, that's what it was called. S-H-A-G, Shag. The Saskatchewan helicopter... I don't even remember, but uh, yeah... I went there 20, 2013, I think, is when I went there and drove out. Was it way different, I guess, than what you used on the west uh, side of uh, Canada? Or uh, Yes and no. They did not have any night flying. Um, and Saskatchewan, for people who have never been there, it's it's flat. It's really flat. Um, you can see your dog run away for three miles in three <laughs> days. <laughs> it's it's so flat. <laughs> and, but then because it's so flat, it's always windy as well. And you, mm. you really need to get used to flying in the wind out there. But uh, there were some really good pilots that were, that were at that event that year. Um, but, uh, you know... People are always friendly at every fun fly I've ever been to. I don't think I've ever been to a fun fly where people aren't friendly and welcoming and helpful and and just out there to have fun, right? And yeah, there's a little bit differences in how things are run and whatnot. Um, but it wasn't all that. I'm trying to think now. Yeah, I don't think it was all that different from any of the other fun flies that I've been to. It's just not as big. Uh, that one, I think they had about... 40 pilots i'm guessing it was or something like that that year you know we don't have a whole lot of really big fun flies here in canada there is one in quebec um i was supposed to go to this year uh and that's the uh kevin st cyr uh who won xfc last year uh that's i believe his home field or if it's not his home field it's a field that he goes to quite often anyways um, and he goes to that event all the time. And that one, I think they get about a hundred pilots every year. And as far as I, or actually they only do it every other year. But as far as I know, that's the biggest uh, helicopter only fun flying Canada. It's good to know. 
So do you guys do you guys have like uh like we have Florida is like goblin headquarter of the US. You guys have a goblin headquarter up there that you completely avoid, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Quebec. 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 <laughs> that's why you didn't go. It had nothing to do with COVID. It was like, oh man, that's where all those goblins are. I ain't going there. Hear that Gucci? We need to head to Quebec. Yeah, we we'll get to Quebec. Yeah. Yep. Now there's a question, do I have to speak English or French there? Oh, we oui, we. Oui. Oh, you you got to speak French, which is oh, the, which is probably the main reason why I didn't go because I don't speak French. <laughs> it's French Canadian. You say we oui, we, oui, and, eh. and that's just it. That's right. It's French Canadian because uh, French from France is apparently quite different from French from Quebec. <laughs> and if you speak France type of uh, French, they don't necessarily look very nicely upon you, from what I have been told. <laughs> and they're snobby. Oh. They are. Yeah, it's, well, it's like the only French heaven. I know is wee oui, wee. Oui, so yeah, <laughs> well, like most Canadians, I learned most of my French off of this uh, cereal boxes because <laughs> everything in Canada has to be labeled with both English and French. Okay, and, and so as a kid, you know, you're eating your morning breakfast and you get tired of reading the English, so you start to figure out the French version of the English words. There you go. Yeah, that's that's neat. Le Captain Crunch. Yeah, much, yeah. <laughs> or no, it's uh, Captain Cruise. <laughs> Better than public ed- education. Exactly. Well, no, it's still cool. I think it would be neat to go uh, to an event in Canada, and I think me and Kevin we talked about it potentially, like because I think it was, uh, gosh, uh, Marcus, right? Marcus has been to Canada to a fun fly day, but he couldn't remember where. Right. Oh, I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so thinking I, I Toronto think, or something. I thought. Yeah. Well, is there Probably. something in Toronto? Yeah, there's fun flies all across Canada, and Toronto is one of the more populated cities. So, in all likelihood, it probably was Toronto. Okay. Yeah. I think it would be cool. Nevertheless, no matter where, which side, I think it would be inter- interesting and very cool experience. Yeah. Or it might have been that one up in up in Quebec too. Uh, uh, and you actually can get away with speaking English in most parts of Quebec as well. Um, apparently, they say the the food there is amazing, but uh, hmm. uh, yeah, French you fries. can go <laughs> poutine. <laughs> That's Russian. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's, that's where poutine was developed in in Quebec. Yeah, it will be, be cool one day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's my uh, my uh, want to do list long term. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not too old where I could still see helicopters. <laughs> he wants to hit all the goblin fun flies before yep. he's done. All of them. He's got to go to Goblin Day in Germany. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Like, ah, oh, so amazing. Don't give him ideas, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, what has kept you in the hobby for as many years as you've been in it so far? Oh, man. Is it the, the flying, or would you say it's more of the social end of it? It, it is a bit of both. I mean, if I was only flying by myself i don't know if i would have stuck in the hobby so yes the great people in the hobby has definitely helped to keep me in there um but to me there is also just something really cool about a helicopter that can 
it it can take off in the air and go straight up in the air and just sit there and hover. Right. And I don't know what it is. There's just something really cool about a helicopter being able to do that. Wouldn't you think? It's just, to me, it's just really, a, it, it, it fascinates me every time. Yep. I agree. It, it's almost like the attraction to UFOs, so to speak, is like, how can a UFO move in all directions and do this and speed up and slow down that quick? You know, same idea. Yep. I think it defies logic, so to speak, at times. You know, yep. and how many people, if you ask like worldwide, how many people that probably now are in, into helis, right, have seen a Tariq, you know, video and they're like, oh my God, that's not real. That, there's no way that's real. And like, no, that's pretty real. And, you know, obviously, you know, people could comment as like, eh, he's not doing anything special, but here's the reality behind it. What 3D flying or even hovering, it's, it defies logic for some people. And that's the, the attraction to it, you know? Right. It does. You're right. Yeah. And, and for me, it's not even just the 3D flying. It's just even watching, like, I'll be honest, I even watch, enjoy watching a beginner just getting out in there and hovering because there's just something cool about a helicopter that just, it doesn't have to move forward. You know, it just, it's, it's almost like it's just sort of motionless or, you know, weightless, just sort of sitting in the air, you know? And then to me, there's just something really cool about that. Well, Darren... If you start flying nitro, it gets even cooler. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> then you got that, that noise annoying you, and especially if it's a 50 size, those are just whiny. They sound uh, like a bunch of angry little bees. 90s aren't <laughs> terrible, but uh, it, it's, yeah, no thanks. Darren, we call that the, the fourth dimension, okay? Oh, boy. You got, you got to see it. Not everyone could see it, It's but we'll work on you. I, I I need to bring a little bit of light in this darkness of nitro. I tell you, I don't know about this. No, we just yeah. need to get him to RCHO. Really <laughs> yeah. Hey, I have no problems trip. flying other people's helicopters. <laughs> yeah. I can see Darren standing underneath his pop-up canopy. When they start the nitro up, he's yelling, get off my lawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I admit nothing. so you mentioned you know watching like a beginner like when they're first learning the you know to hover or to do the just basic maneuvers talk to us a little bit about your i guess power progression to the years you know have you what maneuvers have you been i guess more challenging to you you know just give us a little bit an idea of your proficiency you know steps that you took through the years oh man i'm a slow learner um, I was hovering, only hovering for a year before I actually moved into forward flight. Um, part of that was due to the crappy 3D XL helicopter that I had at first too, uh, cause it really shattered my confidence in a lot of ways. But even now, you know, the one I've been, the maneuver I've been working on a lot is just learning the Pyro flip. And I've, I started working on that last spring and it's still, the only way I can successfully do a pyro flip is if I do it like 200 feet in the air. Uh, cause otherwise it will crash or hit me and I don't want to do have either one of those happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, backwards, backwards inverted that confounded me for a long, long time. And I finally got that down reasonably comfortably last year already um i you know forward inverted i could do fine um 
and I can do flips and rolls without a problem and all the other basic maneuvers and but uh, pirouetting maneuvers are one I've been really trying to work on and especially the pirouette flip and uh, yeah I, I would rank myself as a reasonable intermediate pilot shall we say okay and I guess it, it, you know that question is really to you know I think we all are struggling with some kind of maneuver right mm-hmm. yeah and you know you know a lot of us are you know even like before i went to my first phone fly you know i you know you kind of have this i don't know i don't want to say shame but you're like i'm not just going to go there and hover you know i'm not good enough and we had our good friend mitch booth that's what he was saying and it's like listen there's a lot of pilots out there that have the same struggles like you yeah right and they go out there they go to a phone fly and at least they attempt to get over one of those fears or make it maybe a little bit more bearing through to at least attempt it and then are able to be around people that, you know, maybe it's their naturals to it and pick up on tips and tricks of the of maneuvers in general or flying in general, you know? So I think that's cool to hear that, you know, there's a lot of pilots out there that have everyday struggles with maneuvers, right? It's not something to be ashamed of, right? Yeah. Yep. That's one of the reasons why our fun fly has has really tried to push uh, allow allow a way for beginners to fly um, and to get them get them confident because I mean how many times exactly like you said you know you get beginners oh I'm not good enough to fly at fun fly I'm not good enough well no you are good enough because I've I've actually seen it happen where really really good pilots walked up to somebody who had just barely moved into forward flight and walked up to him and said, man, that was a good flight. You yeah. know, I have experienced that personally and witnessed that myself. And that to me is really one of the awesome things about this, this hobby too. Right. And, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I really try to push for beginners to, to feel welcome at our fun fly, because a lot of times they don't always feel, they, well, I shouldn't say they feel welcome. They, they always feel, they very often feel intimidated. And that's one of the things I really try to push with ours is don't feel intimidated at our fun fly. Get out there, have fun, even if you're just hovering. I don't care. Nobody cares. We want to see you fly. Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move into a new little segment here, just specifically designed for Darren. And we're going to give him the floor here because he is going to clue us in on you might be a Canadian RC pilot if. So without further ado, Mr. Darren. So you might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if you think the States is a nice place to fly your helis, but you wouldn't want to live there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Except for Ohio. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll give that exception. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a good it's a reasonable facsimile. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if somehow you are shocked when you see heli build manuals in only English. <laughs> I say uh, we, we're still we, used to everything French and English, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might. You might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if you recognize only two seasons, hockey season and flying season. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's perfect. 
Well, do, do you guys watch? Hockey is not a sport up here. Hockey is not a sport. Hockey is a religion. Right. <laughs> That's true. Okay. It's it's possible to get, you know, kids and teenage or, you know, teenage kids playing hockey and you can have 2000 people in the arena. Wow. wow. Uh, it's 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 not common but it's not unusual either, you know. We have uh, coming up in Christmas time is the World Junior Hockey Team, hockey championships. I mean, here in Canada, that get, that hockey uh, tournament gets sold out months in advance. Months in advance. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, next one. You might be a Canadian RC Heli pilot if you stop off at Timmy's for a double double while you roll up the rim to win on your way to the flying field. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you, you gotta you gotta translate that for us. Yeah, what's the roll up the rim? So, Tim Hortons, which is everybody's favorite donut and coffee shop in Canada, uh, uh, every year they have a contest that they call Roll Up the Rim to Win, or actually it should be Roll Up Win. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can do this properly. <laughs> they call it Roll Up the Rim to Win. Oh man, that, looks, nice. that sounds like work. Yeah, it and it's basically it's you know you buy your cup of coffee and you roll up the rim of the coffee cup and hopefully you win something. Yeah, there you go. Win a hockey ticket. It's like yeah, McDonald's exactly. Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the hell's a double double? Uh, two cream, two sugar. Ah, uh, I like that. That's simple, right? Double double. Like you don't yeah. have to go like I want two cream, two sugar. Right. Yeah. Four ice cubes, medium. You're onto something, Darren. Vente. Your country's onto something. Yeah, they don't do all those weird coffees at Timmy's, not like Starbucks and stuff like that. In you fact, Chocomoco bullshit. Yeah, they don't do any <laughs> like that. It's actually quite funny. Uh, I hate coffee, but uh, a couple bunch of my coworkers they are addicted to it, and it's really quite interesting listening to the coffee arguments every morning as to how the coffee is supposed to be made one person wants it this way another person wants it that way and so on and so forth i i quite love listening to those arguments <laughs> yeah you gotta go stand in a line at starbucks listen yep. to people get pissed off because it's not the right temperature yep <laughs> yep okay next you might be a Canadian RC helipod if you know what a Robertson screwdriver is. I do now. You do now? So is that a Jamie Robertson thing? Is it a maneuver? Oh what is it? I don't know. The reason why, the reason why you, the people in the U.S. do not know what a Robertson screwdriver is, is you can thank Henry Ford for that. The Robertson screwdriver was was developed as a, a screw head for you know for whatever and he tried to it was developed here in canada and he tried to go and sell it to henry ford for the cars and he loved it but he wanted to take over the entire rights manufactured himself everything and mr robertson said no you either buy them from me or you don't buy them at all and so henry ford said okay i won't buy them at all and he developed the phillips head screw because of that Despite the fact that the Robertson screwdriver screw head is far superior. How many of you have yeah. sworn at a Phillips head screw? A lot. A few times. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Robertson, it actually stays. It's actually a 
square head and it actually stays on the screwdriver when you want it to mm. you guys still use those up there <laughs> yes. man mm. they hold grudges don't like, they they got <laughs> all the cool shit yeah <laughs> we're the cool country that's why okay we'll let you slide with that one but <laughs> damn it Philip. Too busy hanging around with a flathead. Yeah, you know it sounds. It sounds. It sounds like the uh, the porous nitrous you use a Robertson's uh, screw head on, so you could tighten it extra good. Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. Okay. Is the yard bird yard bird built with Robertson screws? We should have. We didn't. Oh man, that is not good. Now that I think about it, we should have. You're right. Yeah, but then nobody else would be able to build it. Right. <laughs> good point. <laughs> you, you have people in this state. Philip would have been. What the hell screwed. is this? <laughs> uh, now I gotta go to Canada to get my screwdrivers yet too. Jeez. <laughs> Pretty cool. I learned something new. Thank you. Uh, okay. Next, you might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if you've gone to the states to buy heli parts and used Canadian tire money to do it. Oh boy. <laughs> this one it makes no sense to me. Yeah. So Canadian Tire is uh, a store here in Canada. And you know how a lot of stores, they all give rewards, points, and all that kind of a thing. Ah. Well, Canadian Tire decided rather than do rewards points, we're going to give our own version of money. And it looks similar to cash it actually looks similar to dollar bills and whatnot and there actually have been people here in canada who have gone down to some of the u.s cities and passed it off as canadian money (laughs) (laughs) it has actually happened oh Jason Bell's digging through the through the register at Amy right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's okay. freaking funny. Like the, the best part is like the guy that accepted the money is like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I got gypped. This is and my favorite thing. Money. What are you talking about? <laughs> he probably went back to Canada to use it at the Canadian tire store <laughs> to buy some tires. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh, awesome. Okay. You might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if you know what a toque is and you own one and often wear it while you're flying your helis. Mm. A toque. So it's definitely All right, not a, let's, it's, let's it's, do guesses. It's not a toboggan, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but very often it's worn when you're on it. <laughs> right. Is, is it like a cap? Sort of. Okay. It's like a knitted hat. There's no oh. brim on it or anything like that. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's kind of. I have seen people in the U.S. wear them. They just call it something. They just usually call it something different. But it's basically like a knitted or a wool wool cap that's got no brim. It just goes down and it keeps your head warm. And again, it should go low enough that it'll keep your ears warm. And huh. some of them actually have a chin strap that you can tie on as well. And they usually have a little tassel or something like that at the top. Oh, yeah. We don't do chin steps in the United States. <laughs> you never make fun of a Canadian man's pom-pom, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. 
Mike might find uh, this one a little bit related. Uh, you know, might understand this one. You find minus 40 Celsius a little chilly for flying, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have ever gone in the negatives and find it cold because I don't leave my house if it's in the negatives. I have definitely flown in below zero weather. Really? Yeah, as have I. I I tend to go like right at you know uh, zero Celsius, right? So thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit. Like I could do that, but anything below that, it starts getting iffy for me. Yeah, we my... we've been out cold enough that uh, I've had my skids break, plastic skids just like shatter just from setting it on the table. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite temperatures, get it, about minus 10 Celsius, no wind, zero wind, and a bright sunny day in minus 10, zero wind. Oh, just the best day ever to go flying. Now, do you guys use, like, transmitter gloves, or are you just saying we're Canadian, we could tough it out? Just straight transmitter. (laughs) I do have one of those uh, (laughs) hockey gloves, yeah, exactly. I do have one of those uh, Hobby King uh, transmitter gloves. And then I'll go to Walmart and pick up a couple of those little break-up hot pads thing. You you, mm-hmm. you break them and shake them, and, uh, and I'll stick that inside there. Yeah. Um, the other thing that a couple of us have been, or a couple of guys started doing now this last year, they went to, to Canadian Tire, of all things, and just bought one of those little propane heaters that stick onto a propane tank. And we just aim that up at your fingers, and uh, and that way you can you can fly without the glove with, or without any gloves on, and... It works really well, actually. It works yeah. really well. They do that in the States, too. I think they say they put yeah. a propane heater in front of them. Yeah. And, you know, just enough distance so it's not like melting the plastic on the transmitter yeah. but to warm up. But you do know that the Hobby King glove, transmitter glove, now comes in a heated version, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Mine I, was I, long before the heated version. Yeah. The... the so I have one. I find it very tough to fly because I'm a, like a hybrid pincher thumber, and just that plastic rubbing on like my fingers when I'm moving the st- it just is still to this day I cannot get used to it. So. I fly, I fly pinch like that too, but I also use a neck strap, and I find if my neck strap is on proper is on nicely, it the plastic will the neck strap will actually hold the plastic up away from my hands. Oh, so it, like, supports it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Supports yeah. the plastic top part. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the one... I have a Hobby King one, and I, I cut a slit in the plastic to pull a neck strap through, so it would hold that up away, kind of like what you're saying, Darren. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I've, I've found it... The only thing I found is I don't hear my uh, uh, my timer, especially back when I used to use my DX-18. I'm, I'm V-Control now. But when I have my DX-18, I found I couldn't hear the beeping at the end of the timer. When it was inside the the glove so as long as i had the vibrate on then i was usually okay but i could never hear the timer so i had to really watch out i overflew a few batteries because of that nice cool okay move on sure what we got next next one is you might be a canadian rc heli pilot if someone in your local hobby shop offers you assistance and they don't even work there Mm. (laughs) (laughs) there's a name for that Hey, you don't get that here. That's the name for it. Yeah, the name for it is Scott Graham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, well, I'm guilty that, of that, too, actually. <laughs> All except for that one guy. In the U.S., they're like, yeah, man, 
Yeah, buy that. And they know it's a piece of crap. And they're like, yeah, I suckered that guy. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if you've worn shorts and a parka at the same time while flying. Mm, Shorts and a parka. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine who he wears shorts all year round, 365 days a year. It doesn't matter how cold it is outside, he's wearing shorts. Sounds like Uncle Eddie. Shitter's full, you know? (laughs) 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 That's Cousin Eddie, ain't it? Or is it Uncle Eddie? I think it is Cousin Eddie, isn't it? It might be. I don't know. <laughs> you know who you're talking about, though. <laughs> and finally, you might be a Canadian RC heli pilot if you're flying tandem with Scott Graham, he hits your heli, and you apologize. <laughs> uh, you had to sneak that one in there. How long Absolutely did you wait? I did. <laughs> love it. So here's the problem, Darren. Um, I think if Scott Graham did tandems uh, in Canada, uh, that slight increase in new pilots could be a quick decrease. Mm. You know, just so... <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, but, you know. No, I mean, you, I just... you guys are missing the major point here. <laughs> Scott Graham has officially gone international. Yeah. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Does the, uh, has Mac put him on the most wanted list? Like, oh, listen, if this guy comes to Canada, cut him. Right. <laughs> yeah. His uh, his AMA doesn't reciprocate over here. <laughs> there there might be a small following calling for Scott Graham for prime minister though. Ooh, oh, oh nice. <laughs> there you go, Scott. You could go I listen. Yeah. You know, I hope that 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 he gets the position that he deserves. Scott for prime minister. <laughs> yep. Be perfect. He can load up his Robertson screwdrivers. He can put his toke on, grab a double-double. Double-double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And head up north, eh? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Where this two for? Two for and a knapsack full of gitch. Ooh. <laughs> Kevin is bilingual now. I like it. I think oh. Kevin's more Canada th- Canadian than me and you are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, he, he says all that stuff about us because he's projecting. He, yeah, he knows where, he, where the truth is. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. See, everybody wants to be Canadian. That's just good proof. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this has been my favorite episode. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Man. I'm I'm going to keep, like, we saved these, so I'm going to keep going. So, like, if I ever come to Canada, I'm going to get schooled up on this. There you go. You know, get refreshed. Oh, I'm studying. This is my new language. I'm just going to start saying this stuff. (laughs) See how many people call me out on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tomorrow morning you uh, say, Dana, go grab me a double-double from Timmy's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that works out. Yeah. Uh, you better win me something, okay? Yeah, use that Canadian tire money. <laughs> entire money. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should ask Shannon if he if he accepts Canadian tire money. Right. There you go. Yeah. yeah, he's probably not after listening to this episode. <laughs> right, he's probably digging through his stash. Like, oh yeah, man, what? He, 
Darren ordered oh, a yeah. bunch of Porsche for me last week. Oh, I better look for that Canadian time money. Oh, I admit shit. nothing. <laughs> yeah. He's like that Kevin. He's really stupid. He uses real money through PayPal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh shit. And well, Canadian Tire has gone electronic on their Canadian Tire money now too. Oh hmm. gosh. That's cool. Let me give you a little credit card. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. That looks awesome. like a U.S. bank card. <laughs> right. <laughs> Says Wells Fargo on it. No big deal. <laughs> or actually, hey. we call it a we call it a debit card here. Yeah. So it's not all a bank card. Ever... It's a debit card. Well, we do too. Oh, so credit cards too? You still call it a debit? No, credit card is a credit card. Okay. Well, yeah. Well. We call debit, but a lot of time yeah. I just call everything credit card. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. technically speaking, even a, a a debit card is a you know a credit card because it's still through Visa, right? So I'm like, yeah, just take out the plastic, the credit card. There you go. Yeah, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Like double yeah. double. Yeah, double yeah. double. <laughs> and lately, it's been like, yeah, just PayPal it. Don't even bother yeah. me. Just PayPal yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. I went double double on the five eight, didn't I? I learned a lot. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> oh gosh. Scott Scott went double double a couple of times in some tandems, I think, right? Right? Jesus Christ. He took a double double in his underwear. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we that was that's too much information there. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh jeez. Well, very cool. Yeah, I learned a lot tonight, man. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate Phillip's it. Thanks an for asshole. Me. Phillips. What's that? Phillips an asshole. Phillips an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Robertson's way better. Yeah. Far superior. We Far. got screwed. <laughs> we got screwed, exactly. <laughs> it's all Henry Ford's fault. There you go. Yep. Well, very cool. Well, Darren, thank you so much for coming on. We certainly do appreciate the, the time you spent with us and the education on top of it all. But uh, we we definitely have always gotten a kick out of your emails, and it just felt obviously natural for you to come on and hang out with us. So thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me, and it was a lot of fun. I uh, you know I always I always had a lot of fun with the email banter back and forth too. <laughs> yes. Well, please yeah, keep it going. Time. I will. Yeah. And all right, but. I- I do have a question. I think Mike was probably ready to pull this one. If if people wanted to get in touch with you, Darren, what would be the easiest way to reach out to you? Well, they can uh, try and find me on Facebook, uh, uh, Darren Weens, and Weens is spelled W-I-E-N-S. Um, but to be honest, uh, Facebook m- Messenger, I hate it, so I don't have it on my phone. Um, okay. I do use it, but I'm not always very quick on answering it. Uh, so the easiest way really is to send me an email at rchellydarren at gmail.com. And all, all one word, rchellydarren at gmail.com. That's yeah. right. And we'll, my or club, we do welcome visitors as well. Or you can catch them at Timmy's. Timmy's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Getting a double-double. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure everybody give him a quick email and uh, state that you want a yard bird. So <laughs> right. that way we can flood him. Yard bird 2020. That's right. <laughs> no, let's, let's, not, let's not set a trend again and break it two weeks later. 
Well, you're not going to get a nitro yard word, I can tell you that. Uh, that was my next question. I was going to ease into it. In fact, my, my friend, that friend of mine who did, you know, the, most of the redesign, he hates nitro as much, actually, uh, probably more than I do. So, Well, me was, and your buddy, Kenny, no are going to w- work on a, a conversion kit. <laughs> there you there go. go. <laughs> I, have been, I have been interested in that whole turbine conversion. We'll see. I, that one kind of does interest me. Uh we got to talk. <laughs> All right, Darren, before we let you go, we we need to hear your most Canadian uh, sentence or saying before you take off. Oh, boy. That's putting me on the spot here. Pretty much, I guess. Oh, man. Oh, let's just say this. Going out for a rip, eh? <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That is Short and sweet. One. Straight yep. to the point. Sounds good. <laughs> so we'll make that a new hashtag. What do you think? Yep. Hey, I, 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 that sounds like a yeah. good idea. Let's go for a rip. Oh, going for a rip, eh? Oh, my bad. You got to put the A yeah. in there, huh? You got to put the A in there. Going yes. for A. E-H. Uh, E-H. Love it. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> well, all right in the show notes now buddy that's right <laughs> you've made awesome. the show notes <laughs> uh, well thank you darren i really yeah, we really you. appreciate you taking the time well thanks for inviting me on it was a lot of fun all right you take care sir and we'll be in touch soon you bet sounds good have a great See day you, darren. You hey too. don't forget bust up the sabs <laughs> you betcha <laughs> crash that goblin yet it's long gone <laughs> Okay, have a good night, guys. You too. See you, Darren. Wow, that was a lot of fun. That was long overdue. Yep. (laughs) He's an awesome dude. That was a lot of fun. Well, very cool. You guys got anything to add? I'm still processing information. There's so much in talking Canadian. Yeah. You know, like that. I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm, yeah. I'm still, yeah, I'm a little worked up. I'm a little mad at <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Mike just needs somebody to direct his question <laughs> towards. I, I can't do it towards Dana. You know, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, but Philip, like, you're in Philip, for it, buddy. <laughs> we didn't hit him with any South Park questions. Oh. Uh, well, we got to take the question section or the, the RC Canadian heli pilot section and animate it with the Canadian <laughs> South Park guys. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and have it say going no. for a rip, eh? Yeah. I I just like hearing the different sides, right? And not think, you know, like have a bubble around us as RC pilots in the States, you know? Yeah. So to me that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's cool you can that we can have these conversations with people that are you know, far away from us that, you know, you like, we would probably never get to meet Darren or talk to Darren if it wasn't for the hobby or this podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. It's yep. pretty cool stuff. Absolutely. But if we ever meet him in person, then, you know, I feel like that, you know, um, you know, the relationship, you know, pile to pile that we usually, you know, connect through fun fly events. And it's like, you feel like you already know him. Right. So, Oh, hell yeah. We go straight to Timmy's for a double-double. Listen, if I ever go 
if I ever go to a fun fly day, I'd be like, Darren, you're taking me to Timmy's, and we're going to get a double-double, and I better win something because I'm going to be pissed if I don't. Yeah, that's right. And that heli better be built with rubber and screws. Because <laughs> Philip's an asshole. <laughs> It'd be like, you can stay, but don't come back. When you leave. Oh, man. That's that was awesome. a fun episode. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, if you guys would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at theheliheadsshow at gmail.com. If you want to be an average Joe, you got show ideas, suggestions, tell us we suck, like Philip, whatever. Hit us up. We would love to hear from you. And uh, Mike, how's another way that they could uh, keep following this show? You guys can head over to our Facebook page and give us a like. You can also follow us and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Make it happen. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, we also would like to uh, take the time to take or, or to give a huge shout out to all of the other podcasts and video personalities in our hobby. And uh, make sure you give those guys a listen. Um, they're pretty regular, so uh, give them a chance or a listen. And um, so we're going to move on to our new little segment here. And uh, Gucci, why don't you uh, tell us uh, about that? So a new segment, we started uh, last episode, and it's our, you know, um, episode heli head of the week, so to speak, right? Where we recognize somebody that we notice that they're doing things in our hobby, either they're helping people or just different reasons, right? That um, they're kind of, I don't want to say above and beyond others, right? But they, they set themselves apart through their actions, right, in our hobby in a good way. So. Yeah. I think it's this week um, we kind of took a, a quick poll of who do we think it should be, and we came up with Keith Williams. Yeah. Right? Okay, Dub. Okay, Dub. You know, yep. we do use his one of his hashtags on a regular basis. <laughs> so, you know, we kind of had to give him the creds. But why are we, why did we pick him this week, Kevin? Well, uh, as we pointed out when he was on our show the last time, too, um, we just we kind of wanted to circle back and make sure that he was recognized for all of the videos that he posts and keeps us entertained with, even when he's 100% throttle on a little M2 and um, trying to blow it up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the head stayed on, all right? I will say that. <laughs> Success. <Right>. It, true. <laughs> True. Yeah. I may be popping breakers, but that guy is popping batteries, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, he was saying that it came down super hot. But, uh, yeah, we just wanted to take a moment and, and definitely thank you again for all the, the uh, videos that you provide us for the entertainment when we're some of us sitting at our desks or whatever profession you have and where we have a few minutes to spare and we get to enjoy the videos that you that you post. So thank you very much. For sure. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's kind of a task to, to record all that stuff because I know there's a couple of times I go out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to film some stuff today. You know what I mean? Then you get to the field and you completely forget all about it. Um, so it's cool to have somebody out there that's willing to do it pretty much every time they fly. They got the camera going. So Right, right. Very cool. All right. Well, congratulations to you, Keith Williams. 
And uh, how about some parting words? You guys want to hit that? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll lead. There you go. Lead all the way to the end. Mm. So my first one is hashtag YSPowell. I know Mike is probably like, oh, <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. Yeah, it's it's okay. Just keep just swallow it back up. Just make sure you just make <laughs> sure make sure you say this next one correctly, please. Okay. Okay. Hashtag. <sighs> I'm I'm gonna get it wrong no matter what I do here. Uh huh. Hashtag. Fifty to sixty size nitro twenty twenty. <laughs> You cheater! Well, listen. I even included the stretch NX four, right? So I'm, I'm, you know, equal opportunity PC. here. All right, <laughs> too much, too much. And the last one, hashtag nitro or notro. Hmm. Where did that, that come from? Hear I don't know. Notro He's sounds like a clone. No, nit nitro or bust. <laughs> uh, what I'm hearing. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it's, it's a good one. I don't know. Now that I completely understand, even though I'm saying it, I'm like, you know, I don't even know what I'm talking about here. Right. Isn't it great how these hashtags show up and like we don't even know what they are? <laughs> they just randomly. It's true. People give us hashtags in here. We're going to have to switch it up, maybe switch some of them out for next show. Um, I think we need to, to put our thinking hats on. Yep. We All can switch right. them out, but we got one that keeps going strong. That's oh, yeah, right. go ahead. Go Hashtag ahead. Hashtag get your ass out and fly. Boom. There it is, like Gucci. It. Yep. Uh, Hashtag. Let's see. Hashtag get your ass to Timmy's and get a double-double. <laughs> and then, of course, we can't forget the Equipo Esfinter Social. Yes. <laughs> all right well we have from a boy k-dubs send it till you end it and of course we got a brand new one all the way from bc canada philip would be pissed but screw philip he's an asshole so hashtag <laughs> going for a rip eh i like that it's almost i kind of did it australian i don't think that's right <laughs> <laughs> Aussie, Aussie version. The Aussie version. Oh, you never know. There, there might be some Australians living. Like, no, no. We're going for some shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> a bobby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, we, I think we, we need to get somebody Australian on the show. Like this. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, now. shit. I like it though. Oh. A new one. I'm always, it's yeah. always good to keep it changing, right? You know? There you go. All right. Mm. Well, we'll depart on hashtag too old for hold. And, uh, you know, this has been episode number 25 with Mr. Darren Weens. Thank you so much for coming from uh, Canada to talk to us. So, uh, on your way out, you guys, get your Timmy's, get your double double. Yep. Your Canadian tire money and go spend it at Walmart. Deuces. Don't, for don't forget to boot your toke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see ya. Later. Later.